the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, only podcast on the internet sponsored by the 9-11 Pez Memorial. Never forget Pez. My name's again here, personal pals Dave. Hey, boys. And we have Brick. Hello, gentlemen. That was a moment of silence for Dave to memorialize Pez there. How and then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> old Irish Nico is in the wild. He's also no longer old or Irish. Uh, he's just Nico. Still old. Okay, he's old Nico. But he once he lands, he'll be back and we will have a new appellation for him and that'll be wonderful. Today's topic is... It might be an appellation appellation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Today's topic is about a form of literature that we all... I probably all went through some phase with at some point in our lives or another. I certainly did. We've talked about it here and there a little bit, but not in depth. It's all about newspaper comics. I was a dedicated newspaper comic reader for a long time. Sometime around like first or second grade, maybe. I started reading the funnies and I read them every day. Like I had, and I had my little chart through them in the Fort Worth Star Telegram. The ones I'd read, the ones I wouldn't read. It was a big deal. And I didn't stop reading the funnies until I went to college. Uh, once I stopped, once I graduated to college, I stopped reading the daily paper. And so I'd only read like web comics, like Red Meat was a popular one for a while there and Mackey's and stuff like that. But there was a good run. That was like my entire, basically my entire schooling was reading the funnies. Did you guys read newspaper comics regularly? That Was that a big part of your, your reading? I know that Brick, you're a huge Calvin Hobbes fan, so that must be part of it. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Well, that's not why, but that's part of it. Yeah. yeah. The funnies were, I always read the funnies until I stopped living at home because my dad would buy yeah. the paper and I would read the yeah. funnies. I don't, I very rarely didn't read the Sunday yeah. funnies. Sure. I think that... The daily ones were less common. I would, I wouldn't like, wasn't like part of my day every day to find them. But when they were sitting on the table, right. I read them. But the Sunday funnies, for sure, there was kind of a chunk. I never liked football that much, so that would be like the thing I would do in the room while football was going on, right? Yeah, totally. Loved them, even the even the ones that kind of sucked. I loved them. You know, I think like Rose's Rose, we can sure we can maybe pass on, but or for better or for worse. But even then, I would still read them. They just you know, it's like they're there. My favorites were obviously Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, what was the one with the penguin? Opus. Opus. I liked that one. Mm-hmm. Foxtrot. I liked like the little one-off ones like Non Secador and Ask Shag. Do you guys have Ask Shag in your... Yeah, what's Ask Shag? It was like a little like... Ask Shag? <laughs> Ask. A-S-K. I know all about that, tragically. My hairy asshole. Yeah, Shag. S-H-A-G. The Rat King. It was a... It was, you know, those dogs that look like mops? Yeah. It was like a cart. It was like a cartoon dog... And then it would be like someone would write in and ask a question, and then the dog would answer it, and then be a funny comic mm. attention. I think they were usually animal questions. I don't that remember. Rules. In, I think that it was the Boston Globe. I think. Okay. Was the paper. Gotcha. So was, I'm trying to think of what else. I always liked the ones that like. I didn't think they were good, but like my grandfather really liked Prince Valiant, so I would read that sure. and like ask him about it. Uh, same with the spider-man one for different reasons i don't think my grandfather gave a shit about spider-man but like Mm -hmm. in my brain those were kind of the same they were like kind of weird and old and like didn't really they looked different yeah there's different kinds of like genres there's like the like gag strip like sort of like your like classic like garfield marmaduke like garfield i really like too yeah, I guess like Garfield, Beetle Bailey, where it's like a sequence of strips. Then there's your like single panels, like Far Side. Yeah, BC classic. Hey, you're the horrible. Then like your like Far Sides, your non secretors, your pluggers. I guess your Ask Shags, which are like sort of single family circus, right? Uh, where it's like one panel, one gag. And then there are like the adventure strips or the or the soap opera strips, like Apartment yeah. whatever four B or two B and Mary Worth and Spider Man and Prince Valiant that are like 
they carried over stories across the strip and if you lost a week then you were like what happened the previous week you had to track it down like different reading experiences yeah all kind of the same lar- uh, you know more or less same sort of like aesthetic package yeah i think because c- of my like pre-existing affinity for calvin and Hobbes, i much prefer the former of that yeah i liked curtis quite a bit remember curtis <laughs> yeah i do remember curtis I like curtis too curtis hat was wore a hat in a way you could not possibly wear a hat it's impossible mm-hmm. to conceive of how curtis's hat stayed in his head yeah. dave what about you what's your comics experience in the newspaper comics i just remembered from last time we talked about this we decided that aaron of the yak babies was the nearest to kathy <laughs> We're also going to make a shirt that says something like, I don't think Kathy is our target audience. (laughs) I got it written down somewhere. I am definitely Kathy for sure. I say act all the time. Yeah. You know, same as you guys. I would particularly on Sundays look through the color ones. I mean, I could still sit down and be entertained by, you know, Garfield and Peanuts. And I will, you give me a book of far side cartoons. And even now I'm going to laugh out loud. And often. Yeah, Farsight is one of the ones that was successfully funny consistently, right? I feel like often newspaper comic strips mm-hmm. are not that funny, really. And you're just like, well, it's, I'm supposed to laugh here, but I'm not going to. Whereas Farsight, you yep. can genuinely laugh almost every time. Yeah. Yep. And it's not just, I mean, you can read through a book of them and it doesn't ever start to feel repetitive. Yeah, totally. Yep. In fact, I got a couple over there. Yeah. They, <laughs> they come out every summer. Yeah. 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 Have done several times. I never, I, he, he restarted it a few years ago, right? And. Yeah, I I never saw any of those. I don't I don't know if they're Isn't different. Isn't he like or, super well. old? He's pretty old. I saw a couple of them. And I was like, oh, these aren't bad. But it didn't. It wasn't the spice. Like I mean, it's it's almost like with every anytime some long beloved property comes back nowadays, it's like ah well, it's not as good That's as nice. it was, and maybe yeah. I should have it would have been best left in the past, or my memories right. were, were sweeter than the thing is now. Yeah, but yeah, I I stopped when I left my parents and you know was no longer getting a daily newspaper yeah and i'm not going to go you know i'm not going to subscribe to a paper just for comic strips so right i feel like we are generationally like sort of like a marker of a space where our parents were getting the paper on a daily basis as a matter of you know like it's just like a a default essentially and then as we were in college is when the bottom fell out of the publishing industry of all sorts and so papers are just less you're less likely to subscribe to them there's more digital stuff anyway yeah how how do you suppose that's changed the comics strip business well so i don't know it probably doesn't have i don't know if it's another episode or not but did you did you go from i think a lot of people either went there went from there to web comics yeah or just got that same i think you know in the early 2000s web comics were were pretty big i think and they they followed that same sort of a lot of them were daily a lot of them weren't like consistently funny but they were funny enough you know what i mean yeah. like did that was that something either of you got into totally i, I did I, I did not yeah I think that was one of the big transitions for me as a reader was going from reading the funnies in the paper at my parents' house to picking up the week, the alt-weekly paper in San Antonio, The Current, and reading that as my paper. Uh, it was free, and I liked it. It was good. You know, it's like culture and local news coverage is usually progressive or progressive-leaning for the most part, as all weeklies were. And they usually had a comics page that was like weirdo strips, like Red Meat was in The Current. And Remy also maybe was in the school paper at some point, I think. And, like, uh, Get Your War On, uh, David Reese's Get Your War On, like, one of the best 
comic strips of all time was in the current so yeah so my comics reading my comic strip reading became more political right i was reading sort of like cultural like the, what's the tom tomorrow one this modern world i think is what's called i used to love that i think he recently left comics that is what today's question but has affected things is like yeah comic people it's so much harder to make a living now doing a comic strip the syndication is so difficult to achieve because the reading ship is so low that people are just beginning to out of the business sadly do some of them still get turned into movies like you know Garfield and Peanuts back in the days. Yeah, I mean those ones still seem to hold on, right? So I'm, I'm sorry, I meant like new ones that that appeared as web comics and from when newspapers started dying. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think not that I would be. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't. I probably couldn't even name on one hand names of web comics. So I guess I'm the wrong person to ask. Yeah, there, I'm sure there are some that I'm not thinking of that are that are obvious, but definitely not as many. I feel like the ones like the, you know, there was a <laughs> as of like last week, there's a new Marmaduke movie on Netflix where <laughs> Pete Davidson's the voice of Marmaduke, and it seems right. totally unlikely that there would be a Marmaduke animated movie. I mean, there was a live action movie a couple of years ago with Owen Wilson that is the voice of Marmaduke. And it's like, why is there? Those rights just must be real cheap. Let's get in. But on also, it. like, who has nostalgia for Marmaduke anymore? Like, what's the? I don't know, but we can do a Yak Babies Marmaduke <laughs> season. Just get him on, get him on as a guest. Get Marmaduke himself on. <laughs> we'll just hire someone on Fiverr to be the Marmaduke. We got the rights. We can do. Do you it. have a great day? And can we talk to your dog? <laughs> 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 this is our fourth format shift, and we're going full on Duke. Yeah, or we'll just replace Nico. <laughs> I feel like Aaron's itching to volunteer to play Marmaduke. It's been a while. Like, what was the last one? The New Year's Baby. It's the gnome. It's been a long time. We haven't had. Yeah. A, we haven't had a character because the, the characters don't translate to the Zoom very well. It's true. It's hard to do characters. TKG. We haven't seen him in a while. So we don't. We don't let them in. Don't be surprised if Dexter Cordae show up wearing a full dog costume. <laughs> Great. And I make you refer to me as Marmaduke. Yeah, I take off the mask. It's Kathy. <laughs> Double cosplay. We did have a, 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 I think, a lost episode discussing you as a furry. So I think it would, it would fit. Just doing their furry thing in some World War One gas. Yeah, <laughs> they're just doing their unicorn thing. One of the things I've I, also, I guess. Maybe scratches the same itch. Uh, I, I mentioned on our magazine episode that I was gifted a New Yorker subscription, which comes far more frequently yeah. than I have time to read. Yeah, sure. That's the the New Yorker problem. I would be like pretty pretty content with like one New Yorker every two months. Like mm-hmm. that would be a good pace for me. Instead, I get one. It feels like I get one weekly. I think it's bi-weekly, isn't it? No, it's weekly. It is weekly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too much. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do with it. So what I do do with it is yeah. read the comics. Yeah stop if there is a story or I find I find I'm more drawn to the reviews in my current in my current relationship with the New Yorker than I am to the other the other things it used to be topic of the town and then um or talk of the town topic of the town was a was a diner in New Hampshire <laughs> and the in the in the and the story used to be the thing right but now I, I find that the the reviews and then the the crossword at the back is is that it? But oh yeah, the, crossword's great. But the so but I'll read the comics pretty consistently because I can get through them all in ten minutes, and that's that's about perfect. So yeah, and those are definitely no laughs. Like you're 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 not laughing when you're comics, right? Uh, one out of every three magazines, there's like an actual good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I make mean, good. There's there's some that are like okay. Yeah, yeah that's. 
sad but true <laughs> is usually, usually the response. Yeah, they're like what you said before, Aaron. It's like, yeah, I see that this yeah. is funny. There was a pretty funny one. But, like, it's not going to make you laugh. Well, there was one that was funny enough that I cut it out and I brought it to work, which was, like, a bunch of raccoons in an office getting pissed because one of the raccoons came to work with rabies. <laughs> Well, like if he knows he has rabies, he shouldn't come to work. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So that one was pretty good. That's the only one I laughed at. And... I think Emily Flake uh, has comics in New Yorker now, and she's really good. I like her stuff, but that's maybe the only one that I would consistently laugh at. Yeah. No. It's it's funny. It's like somehow your experience newspaper comics like charts your growth as a reader in some ways, right? Like as a kid, I was just read whatever was in front of me. I was reading everything here, like from Beale Bailey to High and Lois to whatever. It doesn't matter what it was. I just read it and unquestionably consume it and then as i got a bit older i sort of became more political i was reading get your war and stuff like that and being angry and now it's like i figured find new york comic and be entertained by that i'll read that you know like now is the new nancy the new nancy is really good olivia mm. i did read that when it first came out because someone maybe it was you someone told me it was really good yeah Sometimes it's a bit too cute for its own good, but man, those are some good strips. I can't remember the name of her. I think her first name is Olivia now, who took it over. She's really good. And Nancy is like a, that's like a, a whole other episode to discuss. We got to get deep in Nancy. Comics Club comes back with Nancy would be kind of amazing. <laughs> we might. There's a book called like How to Read Nancy. It's like a book about reading comics and the comic art that I really want to read. So it's on my summer reading list. So once I read that, we'll, we'll do an episode dissecting nancy in depth do you want to talk more about your love-hate relationship with beetle bailey since it's, since you brought it up well, a couple of times now you talk about peace yeah, beetle bailey. Peace bailey a thousand times because it was on the bookshelf and i would just pick it out and read it and again a laugh-free experience but i was really into all the characters and i was attracted to miss buxley uh who was the hot secretary um, who was getting sexually harassed all the time. There was definitely a stripper. She was in a bikini that I was very interested in. But it's not funny. It's But it's very... It's weirdly easy to read, and you just get lost in the world of Beale Bailey. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's like most comic strips, I think. It's you you get lulled into the rhythms of it. You're like, well, now I know who the characters are. Even strips I love, like Foxtrot, for instance. I love Foxtrot. That was my favorite strips as a kid. But you do sort of realize, like, oh, this is the same gag over and over again. <laughs> and it's just like the same, it's the same beats. But yeah, you get, you, you sort of absorb that little fictional universe and you're, you're set for it. So yeah, if you get find yourself lost in the clutches of Peace Beetle Bailey... You never claw your way back out. Good. <laughs> Listeners, tell us about your comic strip experiences. What do you love? What do you read that you, you still read? Or what do you miss from your reading days? Are you still reading comics? And if so, what are some good ones? Let us know at Twitter, at Yakbabies. And you can email us those thoughts at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com. Also, while you're doing that, go ahead and hop on over to patreon.com slash yakbabies. And for $1 a month, you can get access to our bonus podcast. There's tons of stuff going on there. We save all the funny bits for the, the Patreon, basically. Not all the funny bits, but like... Like the funnier bits are, are there. There's games, there's protocol conversations, there's like lost audio cut from different episodes. There's a whole separate podcast about 101 Ghost Jokes Ranked. There's tons of stuff there. Go check it out and enjoy. And then, of course, our merch, tinyurlcom slash shackbabies, where you can get our t-shirts and posters and stuff with designs by brick. They're all really funny and worth your dollar. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, Gilbert, and William Howard Taft. Oh.